Is it the Grammys? Nope. Better. Award show, baby. Let's dive right in. Showtime, and this is Making Waves, a Confidence Pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. If you have not joined us in the past two seasons, you are in for a treat because every year, Bob and I do a special episode in between the last playoff round. There's a break in terms of games before the Super Bowl. Both of the Super Bowl teams have a little bye while they do the Pro Bowl and all these different NFL honors, ceremonies, and all these things. But what's better than that? Making Waves gives out awards. Bob and I come come up with some awards that we'd like to give out to some players, some honorable mentions that we make. And yeah, I just like to say you're in for a treat. This is usually a pretty darn good episode, if I do say so myself. I could not agree more. Uh, it's definitely short but sweet, uh, which is probably exactly what the doctor ordered after all these long episodes. But yeah, this is just a really good time for me and Mac to come together, just kind of honor some of the best in the NFL, some of the surprises, a couple, uh, of course, some honorable mentions, and just get us all prepared for the Super Bowl next weekend. So it's it's a fun one. Exactly. Yes, I really enjoy this episode personally. Um, I love being able to to shout some guys out that maybe don't always get recognition or maybe they yep. got snubbed from the Pro Bowl themselves or their own their own awards throughout the season. So we get to give a little recognition to some guys and some of them, a lot of them are already getting awards anyway, but they're getting a Making Waves award on top of it. So it's even better. And it's literally the best award you can get. You're getting swag. You're getting recognition on a massive podcast. And I mean... I'm sure some of these guys would much rather have this than a Pro Bowl or an MVP. Totally or agree. Some other honor. So, yeah. That other is stuff just... is just chump change compared to the Making Waves Awards. Oh, my gosh. These are about as good as it gets. So, this is uh, this is a big episode. We are pumped. And I know the Wave Riders are as well. It is. Absolutely. I agree. It's a big episode. It's exciting stuff. And we've got a lot that we can, you know, talk about with all of these different guys. But... Without spoiling too much for the preview for the Super Bowl episode next week, we can give you a couple updates of some things that have occurred in the past week before we dive into all these awards. And before we switch to fun, let's maybe talk about some stuff that's not so fun. Insert somber music, Mac. Take it away. Mm -hmm. I'm playing the world's tiniest violin between my two fingers. Sad. Mac is sad. Why are so, we sad, so Mac? Sad. So if you'll remember from last week, Bob joined me here in North Carolina for the championship weekend. It was the AFC NFC championship weekend. And true, true. it's big. It's a big weekend. Four teams left, cuts it down to two. And it is very uh, high stakes, one would say. So Yes. Started off with the AFC. Why don't you just fill us in a little bit on, on what happened with the AFC, and I will fill everybody on, on the NFC. Yes, if anybody is a uh, mind reader, I'm sure people have noticed from the somber tone um, what is going on here. But yes, I will do a quick synopsis of the first game. I think most of us were expecting the Ravens, who have been the best team in football all season, to continue 
to be just that. They had not been in a Super Bowl since they won it back in the college years of 2013. So it's been more than 10 years. Lamar Jackson has been scrutinized for not being able to win the big game. It seemed like this was a different team. They had the best defense all year. They had one of the best and most electric offenses. And it was in Edgar Allan Poe's ex-home of Baltimore. But as we found out time and time and time again, you just can never bet against freaking Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes. You just can't bet against those guys and Andy Reid in the playoffs. And once again, all the naysayers are saying Travis and Patrick and those guys have never won on the road in the playoffs. And two weeks in a row, they won in Buffalo. And spoiler alert, they won in Baltimore. They won a close games. There's a couple, couple bad bounces by the Ravens, a really tough fumble into the end zone at a crucial moment by Zay Flowers uh, at the end of the game. And yeah, a really clutch catch at the end, which is unlike uh, Chiefs receivers this season. But the uh, the Chiefs and, and T-Swift got it done. Uh, the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. What else is new? Groundhog Day. And yeah, that was a shocker in game number one. Then we were all excited. We were making food. We were all hunkered in for game number two, cheering on the Lions, hoping they were going to make it to their first Super Bowl. And Mac, take it away. We were, and it was exciting for the first half of that game. The Lions were in fuego. We were on fire. There may or may not have been some jinxing coming around from not only my co-host, but honestly, I kind of believed it myself. I was getting texts from people saying this game is over. The Lions head into halftime up 17-0, or not not up 17-0, up 17 points yep. total. So huge. It, Huge lead at halftime in an incredibly difficult game that a lot of people anticipated to be a neck and neck situation. We go into halftime feeling good. We come out a brand new team. They come out a brand new team and everything that could have gone wrong in the second half went wrong. There was a deep shot downfield. It bounced off our guy's helmet. Brandon Ayuk made a catch. It was absurd. It turned the tide. The momentum completely shifted into San Fran's favor. And they accomplished, I've got to give them credit, they accomplished the biggest comeback in NFC Championship history by overcoming a 17-point deficit and winning the game. So really unfortunate, heartbreak. If I'm honest, I would have rather have lost, I think, in like heart – or I don't know if there's a – Worst way to lose in like heartbreaking fashion. I would have rather have lost of just like gotten blown out, I think, by San Francisco. To have the lead 17 by 17 points at halftime and then to blow it, it was it was rough. It was rough. And I hope it's something we can learn from. And I hope we get another yep. chance and the big stage. But I was really trying my best to, you know, be supportive at the end. Obviously, Nick was there for you. And I was just kind of sitting there and I'm not speechless many times in this life, but vibes were not immaculate. Obviously, Mac was really bummed. Vibes were great. (laughs) Vibes were amazing the first two quarters. We were jumping around. Um, We thought there was maybe going to be a snow day for Nick. We thought the Lions were going to the Super Bowl. Things were just looking up and up, and then uh, the snow didn't turn into snow. Uh, Another storm came, and it was the Niners in the second half. And just everything, like Mac said, that could have gone wrong went wrong, and that's what it took to beat the Lions. So I was trying to be – 
uh, optimistic for Mac um, after the game and let her know that it was just such a good accomplishment to get there. But she probably didn't want to hear any of it at that point and just wanted me out of her face. So what a year for the Lions, though, making the NFC Championship game. You retained Ben Johnson, which is huge. We did. That is a huge, huge uh, keep for the Lions. And you're really bringing everybody back as far as I know, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, as far as as far as things go in terms of us, huge, huge move. Ben Johnson has decided he will not be taking a head coaching job. He's going to stick with the Lions. He believes that he is not done yet there. There's more to be done. There's a story to be written and he wants to be a part of it. So he is sticking around, which is exciting for us. Um, and then beyond that, yeah, we've got a couple, the offseason guys we signed, like CJ Gardner-Johnson and some of those guys, Cam Sutton. There's a potential that we lose them in free agency. Not entirely sure. But our core, especially our core rookies, I mean, they're all under still rookie contract. I think we've got still a, a decent core unit. Obviously, Monrose Brown's sticking around. I think Jared Goff's sticking around. Um, so, so we've got most of the guys coming back. And I foresee us picking your boys many weeks next next year. And it's been fun oh, cheering you crossed. on. Fingers it's been fun, crossed. Fun being a supportive best pal. And it's been been fun cheering for your squad and being on that that uh, Lions Lions train with you. But you know, it's it's not the worst thing in the world that me and you are back to our separate teams. And it just feels feels right. Obviously, I would have uh, supported you in the Super Bowl, but we're going to be right back to being the. Uh, interdivisional rivals next year. So Wave Riders, don't get comfortable with me uh, cheering for Mac and cheering for the Lions. Obviously, I want her to be happy and I want her team to do well, but uh, I want my team to win the division and I want my boys to be in the NFC Championship game in 2025. And I think they will be. So it's been fun. What a run. And we got a lot to look forward to next season. We do indeed. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's exciting. Um, obviously it was a tough loss end of the season, but I think we are here to stay. I don't think it's flash in the pan, hopefully for the lions. So I'm hoping we just spark some more interest, bring in some more key pieces and just keep building. Just keep building and, uh, maybe not build too, too much because there's a team that I want to, uh, build a little bit more, but Uh, hey, nah. Yeah, you've had your playoff fun. Now it's my my toy. You've never been to a Super Bowl, Mr. Super Bowl over there, so... Now it's my turn. No, it's my, not. Not yet. Not my, yet. My turn. And me and not Mac might. Not yet. We might be checking out the draft. The draft's going to be a big, big, big um, night and weekend. So we were talking about maybe uh, trying to make it to Detroit for that. So yeah, might be in Detroit. We'll see. We might. We might be there when we uh, find out that the Chicago Bears have traded away Justin Fields. <laughs> okay. Now all bets are off. No more white flag. Now it's right back to rivals <laughs> on this podcast, baby. Shots fired. Shots fired. I drew first blood, so we're she we're, did. we're back Cla- to we're back to classic, classic Mac and Bob. Classic, classic Mac and Bob. And speaking of the Bears and Lions, I'm really excited to see if either either of our boys have any recipients of awards tonight. Should we dive in and and find out? I think we should dive in. Let's let's jump into the first award. I know you are going to be giving this one away, Bob, but why okay. don't you tell us what this first award is going to be and, and who's going to receive this incredible uh, first nomination here? Okay, so the first award uh, that we are doing here is a really special one, and obviously I have the list of awards that we're doing. 
Um, so I know which one we are doing. I'm trying to get Matt's, Max's attention here, and she is not looking at me. But yeah, the first one obviously is is rookie, correct? We we talked about that. Correct. Yes. Sorry, I didn't realize you were waving. Yes. No, you're as good. You, I was right I was before the to... podcast. You said, "Can the first one be rookie of the year?" So I'm sticking with that. Perfect. I think I got a little bit of a head cold, so my brain's all over the place. But oh, yes, okay. No. I know, classic. I'm going to be down and out for about three weeks now. But yes, rookie of the year. There's a lot of good ones to choose from, so I'm excited for Mac to talk about some of our honorable mentions. But honestly, me and Mac both agreed um, it was a unanimous vote for making waves, and we actually did a poll with all the NFL current players, and it was also it was not quite unanimous, but we put out a poll to all of our favorite uh, NFL stars, and this guy won the award. Uh, he's from the Ohio State University. He was drafted number two in the draft, which some may see, say is a steal now because... Oh boy, he should have been number one, that's for dang sure. But he was just hemming and hawing all year. He took a team that went from the bottom of the AFC South. They were a last place squad, and he came in, and it was just immediate uh, up and up. Uh, Pulling up his stats right now. So I'm sure a lot of you have been able to figure out that the winner of our award is C.J. Strout, 6'3", 218 pounds, size 10 hands, whatever that means. And he, yeah, had an incredible, incredible year. He ended the season with um, 4,108 yards, which is astounding for a rookie. He threw 23 touchdown passes to just five interceptions, an unbelievable touchdown to interception ratio. He ended the year with a 100.8 QBR, which is magnificent for an entire season. And not only that, he led his team to an AFC South division title and they won a playoff game, beating the Browns in round one. A very, very, very deserving first recipient. Swag coming your way, CJ. And Mac, take it away with the, uh, the little montage here. All right, here we go. Here are some of CJ Stroud's highlights. chill vibes i like chill that vibes yeah that was like low low f- what is it lo-fi beats or whatever that was exactly like lo-fi beats just kind of chilling in the club just chilling just absolutely chilling just vibing just like cj stroud he's just back there he's vibing he's chilling he's calm cool and collected and he's getting the job done incredible incredible job by cj incredible job by my co-host bob and predicting that he would be a fire for that team and did a phenomenal job truly I appreciate that. And speaking of rookies, I think we have at least one honorable mention. We'd love to uh, hear who just missed out on the huge prize and all the swag. We do. We do. It was hard. I I have maybe more than one, but uh, definitely got to give a shout. I know. Very interesting. Definitely got to give a shout out to my boys in Detroit. Jameer Gibbs, phenomenal season. I honestly considered putting him and... uh, 
David Montgomery up for the dynamic duo. They're the first rushing duo in NFL history to both get over a thousand rushing yards. So in my opinion, Nugget. pretty incredible. Yeah, no, no, no. Hope you're hungry. Nom. I know I am because I've been editing these freaking video clips and I haven't eaten dinner. <laughs> oh no, she actually is hungry. Oh no. So no, feed no, no, me no, them no, no, nugs. No. Uh so I consider that. But another another honorable mention that I gotta throw in here would just be Sam Laporta. Sammy football, Sammy ball game. That's what they call him, I guess. I don't know. I've seen that like once or twice. I was going to say, did you just make those up on the spot? <laughs> what the heck? The Detroit Lions tight end. Incredible, incredible season. Record-breaking again. Um, the Lions had a lot of record-breaking rookies this year. And this Must be was nice. after, after 12 games, I saw this nugget, and I've been hanging on to it since this I'm a hungry. Since this or since I knew we were going to do this award show since week 12 and Sam Laporta is the first tight end in NFL history to produce at least 60 receptions, 600 receiving yards and six receiving TDs through the first 12 games of a player's career. Incredible season. He only went on from there to like do a bunch more. I think he tied the overall record for receptions and yards for tight end. Just incredible job. Incredible. Dang, that was that was a pretty juicy nugget. I'm I'm hungry too, but that was nice. Uh, also yeah. shocking that you that you uh, shout shout sit out uh, two lions for honorable mention. Um, that I, was uh, uh, not that surprising. Oh, and I also let's see, I actually saved another one here too. He is the oh, only player. Okay. Oh wait, he is tied. No, never mind. Sorry, folks. I swear this is a professional podcast. Oh, okay, okay. I see, I see. So he's the only tight end to do that. And he's tied in that category with Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas, Odell Buckham Jr., Anquan Bolden, and Marquez Colston. So, yeah, wow. some big names. Some big yeah. names. So he's the only tight end to ever do it and tied with some pretty big wide receiver names. Good for you, wow. Sammy. Good job, Sammy. Sammy Ball Game, Sammy Football. Those are Sammy uh, Football, cool. Sammy Ball Game. Good for Those you, are- man. <laughs> Those are cool nicknames and cool nugs. Um, I got to give one more honorable mention because yeah, please. this, this guy easily, easily could have won the award. Um, and I'm shocked my co-host didn't, didn't bring him up. So I got to give him a shout out. He's got one of the coolest names in football. He had one of the best. He actually did have the best rookie wide receiver season of all time. Oh, Puka, incredible. Yeah. Puka, Puka. Puka Nakua. Um, he almost broke Lions fans' hearts about three weeks ago in Ford Field. Uh, thankfully, the Lions did end up winning that game. But Puka... What a season. What a season. He set the record for receptions and yards as a rookie wide receiver. He came out of literally nowhere, kind of took over for Cooper Cup. So, Puka, I know we're not sending uh, honorable mention swag. So, sorry, Sammy. Sorry, uh, sorry, Jameer, but I did send some swag to to Puka. So, Puka, that little bag of goodies, got your name on it coming your way. And all rookies tonight that have been uh, discussed, what a season. And we're excited to see what you do moving forward. Absolutely. Love it. Love to hear it. Love it. All right. Well, without further ado, thanks, rookies. We'll be having some good further rookies coming down the line, I'm sure, at this NFL draft. But let's move on to someone who is not a rookie, um, but someone who certainly still surprised us throughout this year. So we have somebody that or we do this award every year. It's called the Dark Horse Award. And this is an award where somebody just kind of comes out of left field 
We're expecting some of these teams to be incredible as they enter. You know, the Chiefs, always a great team. The Ravens, great team. They've got Lamar Jackson, going to be good. All these teams that they have a lot of hype preseason and things are looking good for them. There's somebody, though, and there's one team that I think the hype was very much so not their preseason. They had lost their quarterback, MVP quarterback, record-holding quarterback, Tom Brady, and they were just looking for an answer. They were just looking for somebody to plug in the backfield under center to just get the job done. Nobody's going to do it like Tom Brady, but you know what? We're just going to put anybody we can back there. And so they brought in a guy that was looking for his fourth team in three years. He was looking for his fourth team, somewhere he could settle since 2021. He left the Browns. He went on to play for the Carolina Panthers, and it was just a dismal performance. He went on then to assist the L.A. Rams and back up an injured Matthew Stafford in play and lose in regular season, unfortunately, due to his interceptions. So we're all thinking, this guy's not the answer, but he's just a plug-and-play in Tampa Bay. Hold the phone, says Baker Mayfield. Oh! Oh! They plug him into Tampa Bay, and he actually had quite the season. He played all 17 games. A couple of his stats here, he had a completion percentage of 64.3. He threw for over 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns. Incredible job by Baker Mayfield. And he brought him all the way to the second round of the playoffs, the divisional round, where then, unfortunately, they did lose to my Detroit Lions. But still, I don't think anybody anticipated the Bucs would be back in the playoffs. I don't think anybody anticipated the Bucs with Baker Mayfield would be anywhere sniffing the playoffs. And here they are. They made it to the divisional round. And I think Baker's found a bit of a home in Tampa Bay. So we're going to show you a quick little highlight reel of Baker Mayfield. Can't wait. I believe in Baker Mayfield. Love this move for the Bucks. Everything happens for a reason. So I'm here now and uh, I'm ready to go. He's the number one difference maker in the NFL. I think it seems like he's going to be like a very fiery competitor. Looks one for the end zone, and the catch! What's he going to do with this opportunity? I can't wait to see. I'll always have a chip on my shoulder. That's how I approach every day. Right now, I want to compete, and uh, I want to win. Baker freaking Mayfield. Yes! It's That sounded like a movie promo. Baker Frickin' Mayfield. <laughs> that was like a little teaser. Like, I want to see that movie. That trailer yeah. was electric. It was. It was a bit of trailer. If I'm honest, the video that I found, it was like a welcome to Tampa, Baker Mayfield. So this was still pretty early on in the season. Not a lot of not a lot of highlights there, but that's okay. It was still pretty hype. I'd say that was pretty hype. I got some chills. I got some mountains on my skin. And Baker freaking Mayfield, shout out to you. Um, what a season. And yeah, as Max said, Dark Horse is a great uh, award. Everyone loves a, a, a good Dark Horse coming out of nowhere, kind of like me with the uh, winning the head-to-head this year. It's just you don't expect it, but you love to see it. So congrats oh. to Baker. 
Congrats to Baker. Swag coming your way. And then, Mac, I believe there's an honorable mention. I didn't really want to talk about this guy, so I'll, I'll leave this one to you. There is. I was leaving it for you, but it sounds oh. like you don't want it. So, yeah, honorable mention here. We we did got to – we do have to give a shout-out to Jordan Love. Um, that is one – I mean, we don't have to. Blech. But that is one that, again, similar story. The quarterback, this franchise quarterback that everybody loved – and I know Tom Brady's not necessarily, like, franchise for the Bucks, but the past few years. But especially in Green Bay, this franchise quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who has done so much for them, has He's been the face of their team for so long, leaves. Jordan Love comes in. People aren't expecting much from him. We saw a little bit from him last year. Things didn't look like they were going to be good. We were excited in the NFC yeah. North to have a reign without the without the uh, Packers included. Unfortunately... Uh. Jordan Love put that to rest quite quickly because he really did have a good season. Again, getting to the divisional round, just barely lost in that divisional round. I really wish they did now. No kidding. And, yeah, great job by Jordan Love. Uh, And I think we've got a little bit to worry about in the NFC North, unfortunately. I think we both have a lot to worry about. Um, That was really big, UMAC. We have grown with that we're shouting out Packers, but this is a show that we love to give the honest opinions. And he, he got a lot of votes for dark horse of the year. So shouts out, you had a good year. Don't get too comfy. Um, you're not going to have a great year next year. And Packers are still bitches. They are bitches. Oop, explicit. Explicit. Oh, explicit. Sorry. X-rated. But yeah, Baker, congrats once again. And let's move right on. Yes. Congrats, Baker. Moving on to the next award. This is one of my favorite awards. The Dynamic Duo Award. What you got, Bob? Dynamic Duo Award. This was tough. And it was between two duos. And Mac obviously said apparently it was between three. With the, between uh, three duos. And actually little did you that, know. Little did I know there was a couple of lines that were on the radar as well. And little does Mac know that... Uh, Justin Fields and DJ Moore actually were super high up on the list. They got a lot oh, of votes. They, they got a lot of votes, but Mac had to do a lot of editing and work today. So I don't think uh, a joke like that would have gone over too, too smoothly today. But yes, DJ Moore and, and Justin shouts out that uh, that is definitely a duo that's pretty dynamic. But yes, all that to say, the duo that ended up taking the cake, and like I said, it was a very tight race. But this is a very good regular season duo. We'll we'll put that right out there. They had a record-breaking season. And both of these players in the duo had the best statistical season of their career. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now, it's Dak Prescott, my fantasy quarterback, and C.D. Lamb, that is qu- who has quickly become one of the top three uh, fantasy wide receivers in the game. And yeah, I'll quick go through the stats um this year cd lamb had 135 receptions which is absurd almost 1800 yards 12 touchdowns between the two of them dak and cd um and their long was a 96 yard touchdown so between them they compiled a lot of w's um they compiled a nfc east championship and unfortunately they couldn't compile a playoff win together but dak cd what an incredible season. So many electric plays, tons of touchdowns. And yeah, let's let's take a quick listen into some of their highlights of the season. All right. And I appreciate you said listen. I realized I said, let's take a look at Baker's highlights. We're not taking a look. We're taking a listen. Let's listen in. Hey, you know what? Let's take a what? listen. Or a let's look. Let's take a listen. 
Over the middle, fire, caught, C.D. Lamb, touchdown, Dallas. Yeah, it will be. And considering, here's Prescott back to throw. Quick hitter over the middle, Lamb in traffic, makes the catch, still on his feet. Third and eight, four-man rush. Prescott escapes, rolling, looking, throwing, caught for the touchdown. Guess who? C.D. Lamb. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> who do I, I mean, sound like? That Here we go. <laughs> uh, that sounds a lot like Mr. Dak Prescott. Here we go. Every time his cadence under center is, okay, here we go. And then he likes it. I bet his offensive line got so sick of that after one game. And they're like, okay, here we go. So classic. So so just heartwarming. You can hear just, it once. You can hear it once in that little clip. Here we go. Oh, I miss it. I, I was too busy just dancing around, vibing to that. Once again, so very chill. Lo-fi lo beats right there. It's just kind of, you know, beats. some strings. There were some strings in there. Just kind of vibing. So very good music. That was one of the ones that Mac put together. So great, uh, great choice of the music. I loved it. 10 out of 10. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I put, put together in a pretty quick fashion, so not my best work, but we'll take it. it gets I thought the that was great. Here. Hey, gets the people moving, moving and grooving, gets the feet kind of bumping a little bit. So I'd say that's that's Perfect. a win. That's all we need. All and right. Matt, well, congrats. Who, who, oh, sorry. Congrats to uh, to Dak and CD. Congrats to Dak and CD. And I'm so sorry to interrupt. I know I never do that on this podcast. It was so much easier when we were in the same room. I know. I, what I was going to ask is. I know there was a, a duo that was very close, and I believe they won it last year, so that's why we kind of opted for the, the eventual winners. You want to tell the peeps about who uh, barely missed out on this prestigious award? Oh, sure thing. Yeah, so Bob texted me earlier about, you know, just the different thoughts that he had on who should win these awards, and one that was very, very close was Tua Tungavailoa and Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins. Shout out Noah. Because, again, they had an incredible season, the two of them together, just elite. It seems like Hill is always available for Tua. He's an option downfield. He's so fast. It's crazy. He, I feel like nobody can guard him except for when they lose, which happened a couple of times. But besides the point, uh, Tua, Tyreek, great connection there. And I don't think they're going anywhere. So I think that's that's a connection that we get to watch. And it's a fun one for uh, quite some time. I have a sneaky suspicion that they're going to be up for this award in an honorable mention, if not winner, many years. And did you say Agreed. just the just the Tua of us? <laughs> just the Tua of us. <laughs> some would say that Cheetah is freaky fast. They call him Jimmy Johns out there. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> One more quick honorable mention. Obviously, dynamic duo. Bob, you and I, we just crushed this podcast time this and good. time again. I know I surprised you with a little highlight reel last year of yourself. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to do it this year, but uh, just a little honorable mention. I think we do a great job. I think uh, we're more than an honorable mention. I think if there was a podcaster, uh, Dynamic Duo would be us year after year after year. So, um, yeah, I thought that kind of went without saying, but I'm glad that you said it. And we are quite the Dynamic Duo, McKen. So we, uh, we really got it going on. Love it. Love this podcast. And with that... Let's head on to award number four. All right. Next award we have, this is a fun one. This is the comeback player of the year. And kind of thinking through, this This would be an award that would go to somebody who 
you know, maybe maybe they were quiet the past year. Maybe they were quiet the past couple of years. Yep. Maybe we haven't seen much of them. And, you know, we just thought, eh, their career, is it going downhill? Or is there still a chance for revival? If you had told me this gentleman's name ahead of the season that he would be playing in a playoff game, that he would close out a season for a team, let alone the team he ended on, and if you just mentioned his name in general, I think I would tell you that I would. I thought he was retired. Turns out he wasn't. That would have been my guess, though, if you had asked me, because I honestly was not too sure. Uh-huh. But there was a certain somebody who ended the uh, 2022-2023 season as a backup for the New York Jets. He played a couple games. And things were things were going okay, I guess, for the Jets. He helped out when Zach Wilson was struggling. Yeah. He helped out when Mike White was struggling. He just kind of backup for a little bit. He hasn't really been in his prime since 2017. Since then, he really has just been a plug and play. They use him when they need him. They're using his experience, and they're just getting a game manager under center. Since that 2022, 2023. Last game ended, he has been, as many people have been liking to point out, sitting on his couch, just waiting around. He hasn't been signed with any particular team. He didn't necessarily retire, but he just kind of was hanging out. He was a free agent, hoping somebody would give him a chance. And here comes the darling Cleveland Browns with a smile on their face saying, hey, we want to give you a chance because our quarterback, who we do not name on this podcast, Ended up getting hurt. We need somebody, and you are the man, Joe Vincent Flacco. Coming out of left field, joining the Cleveland Browns in week 11 of the 2023 NFL regular season. Did an incredible job throughout the last couple games of the season. Like we said, Ended up uh, joining the team in, on a little playoff uh, or during a playoff game, trying to make a playoff run. Didn't work out for them. Didn't pan out. They ended up losing to the Texans in week one. Uh, likely a big part of that is due to the fact that I, this guy, he's he's an older man. He's throwing some picks. He can't necessarily uh-huh. keep up as much. And it, it's unfortunate, but still just an incredible thing to see a quarterback who was once playing all season long in the prime of his life, uh, kind of come back out and, and make a little, uh, another go at it. Just kind of cool to see. So without further ado, let's listen to a couple highlights from Mr. Joe Flacco. Play action Flacco to the air on first down. There's a toss into traffic caught by Harrison Bryant. Second and 10 at the 33. Flacco to the sideline. Wide open, Elijah Moore. Blitz second and 16. Flacco to throw over the middle. Tillman open, makes the catch on top of the logo. The single back. Off the play action. Flacco wants to go deep. He's got a man out there. It's Elijah Moore. And Moore, is he inbounds? Yes, he is. Play action. Flacco looking for Bryant. Pokes it to the tight end. At the five. Into the end zone for a Browns touchdown. The lo-fi beats continue. <laughs> Apparently, I was into that today. Hey, that's that's the vibe. I love it. After a long day of work, I just needed something to calm me down, and it was the lo-fi beats. Yeah, I mean, hey, just just knowing that he came off the couch and took the Browns to the playoffs, 
it'll make you run through a wall as is. So you don't need the you don't need the the pump up hype music. Without to, a doubt. I mean, what what a story. And yeah, congrats to Joe. He went from Super Bowl MVP with the Ravens to sitting on a couch eating potato chips. And now you're just making waves again in the NFL. Very well deserved. I don't know if we had any honorable mentions. I know DeMar Hamlin was a huge vote getter in the NFL's uh, comeback player of the year. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin. Another one that I saw, which which I kind of agreed with, was Matthew Stafford. And I don't think that you could necessarily say too much against him because he really was injured last year. Yeah. But there was a lot of talk after they won the Super Bowl. And then that last season, he was very injured and was kind of out of it for a bit. So there was a lot of talk that it was a flash in the pan for the for the Rams, that they weren't going to be able to make much in that for Stafford, his injuries were just going to pile up. And for him yeah. to come back, he had a couple injuries this year again, but he is just one tough cookie. And again, going going to the playoffs, an incredible job. Honestly, put up such a good fight against the Lions. Yeah. and. I could absolutely see them back in the playoffs next year. So with Puka and Kyron, absolutely good shouts out. I think he's definitely, I think he's definitely earned uh, honorable mention. I think one more that we got to shout out that I just thought of is uh, the guy in Chicago, Justin Fields. All the hate that he's gotten, and oh, he just oh. had a what? comeback player, huh? Uh, yeah, he just he had a down and out twenty twenty two. So twenty twenty three, he really took this team from two wins to seven, and that's got to be. Something that people celebrate. So shout out, can Justin. You, can you come back if you've never been up to start? Well, he he played for a national championship in college at Ohio State. But not she NFL. Thinks, not she NFL. Thinks, I think a comeback is like you're high, you're high, you crash and burn, and then you're coming back. Like oh, you don't oh, start low and like sort of start ramping up. Like that's not a comeback. She thinks she is so funny. I do think I'm funny, but I also think I'm right. That's not a comeback. Oh my, are we still talking about comeback player of the year? Oh my gosh, we should probably move on to the next award. We have, <laughs> we have three more, don't we? Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're talking about Justin Fields right now. Oh he, my he never, gosh. You're right. he, he never had the crash and burn, so he can't, he can't be a comeback player. Right, he's just never been good enough to crash and burn yet. <laughs> and the next award, folks, this is going to be a good one. And the next award for you to present <laughs> oh. is, wow, it's another Browns player. Who would have thunk it? Bob, why don't you talk to us about the Defensive Player of the Year? Maybe we need oh to my. diversify our portfolio next time and oh my gosh. not do so much for the Browns. No kidding. And we also spoiler. don't like the Browns. What are we doing? We do not like the Browns. Uh, and also, spoileralert.com, now everyone knows that it's a quarterback on the Browns that won the Defensive Player of the Year. Psych! This is a player that I, th- I believe that we came to the conclusion that he won last year, right? I believe he did, and I have a, I have some thoughts on that. I didn't want to sh- rock the boat too much, but there are some other defenders that I'm like, hmm, I'm, I'm interested about the choice here. This year we huh. did decide, obviously I didn't preface this, if you can't tell, we decided to do our awards together. Yes. So in last year in, in, or in years past, we've done separate ones. So I'm curious to, to hear your choice on on this gentleman. Absolutely. And I'm also a little curious to hear that we weren't uh, on the same boat here because I thought this was a 50-50 partnership here. I, I wish I would have heard is. about this. And you know, I, I should have spoken up more for myself. <sighs> I wish you would have. And now I'm just stuck with egg <laughs> on my face, pants on my ankles. Oh, bless you. Thank you. But yes, I'd love to explain his stats. And I'd love to also hear who you were thinking uh, that that is not named Miles Garrett. But yeah, Miles Garrett, back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year in the Making Waves 
end of the season award. Shouts out to you. I mean, you already got all this way you could possibly want for making waves. I know I sent you a ton more, and I know I gave you a little a little check for making waves. Sorry, that was that was a secret. I wasn't supposed to what? say that, but I cut him a pretty uh, a pretty hefty check. So we'll we'll talk about that off air. But what he deserved it. I mean, that's what you get if you win two two uh, making waves awards in a row. You get some ownership in in making waves. So we'll discuss. But yeah, he had an unbelievable year. Uh, he started every game. He ended with 14 sacks, two less than last year. He had uh, 26 solo tackles, 42 combined tackles, uh, nine assisted tackles, and four forced fumbles. But most importantly, he was the driving force on the defense that was one of the strongest in the NFL all season long. He was a integral, wow, amazing word. Thank you. An integral part of this defense that got them back to the playoffs. And he's going to be an integral part of this defense if they're going to continue knocking at the door of the playoffs and for an NFC North crown. So before we hear about who you think maybe should have won the award, a little bit of drama on this award night, I'd love to uh, hear or see some highlights from Miles Garrett's record-breaking year. Offset football that I've seen. The fact that he can stop and go in a millisecond. I don't think anybody on the planet can bend like him. Are you the best pass rusher in the league? Absolutely. No hesitation. Not. And he cares to be the best. He will be the best. Let's see what's Ronnie Stanley, the great offensive lineman week one. Here's Jackson on first down. Looking deep, he's covered. And he's brought down. He's sacked by the league leader, Miles Garrett. Three guys to block him. I'm not kidding you. Three different guys could not block Miles Garrett. One, two, three. Big guys on the field. Man, that makes me ready to run through a brick wall. Man, that was a good one for sure. For sure. Good job, Miles. Man, three guys can't block you. That's impressive. But yeah, Mac, who who were you thinking also might have been uh, deserving of this award? Well, I mean, a couple, honestly, and and nothing against Miles Garrett. I appreciated those stats because I didn't realize that he was the lead leader in sacks and all those things. Thank which you. Incredible, incredible, incredible job, and and that's great. But I don't know. I'm just thinking about defense as a whole. I know we a lot of times focus on sacks, but I think there's there's a lot more to defense, right? There's there's the passing and breaking up and and the running. And you've got something to say. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to to interrupt. Yeah, I just wanted no, to say. I just want to say, if you say Aiden Hutchinson here, Aiden Hutchinson here, I will find you and I will destroy you. But continue. I actually wasn't going to say him. You'll be surprised. Okay, sorry. Continue. You'll be I'm very so surprised. Sorry. I'm just trying to say, like, I fully agree. Set, uh, like sacks are a huge stat, and I think that's one that we focus on a lot. But mm-hmm. I think there are a lot more that we can look at in in run defense wise. Yep. I don't know if you realize this, but our boys have the number one and number two defense against the run in the 2023-2024 season. In my head, I'm like, why are we looking at some of our linebackers? Why are we looking at the Chicago Bears? Why are we looking at some of the Detroit Lions? Alex Anzalone, Jack Campbell. I don't know who your your linebackers are, but but that's pretty incredible that the two of us have some really strong defenders on our team. That was also a nice little subtle dig that you just didn't name either of ours, but name both of yours. But sorry, continue. continue. Who are yours? I, I'm T- curious. TJ Edmonds and, and, uh, oh my God, continue. Uh, um, wow. I'm really struggling here. Oh, wait, wow. wait, 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 continue. But all that 
like to say, I think there are a lot more. Another one that comes to mind in de- on defense is the Ravens. I feel like their defense was just elite throughout. So thinking of Roquan Smith, th- just thinking of some other names. I'm not saying they should have won. I'm just thinking honorable mentions. And in my head, I'm just like, wow, there are some really good defenses out there. And I agree that the Browns were arguably the best defense. So I think it's yes. a, a well-earned award. But I'm trying to spread the wealth here and – Miles Garrett, he just keeps winning, and maybe maybe somebody just needs to stop him. But you know, know. you're right. I, I I think our boys actually, some of our linebackers and some of our defenders actually could be up up there in the running because we both had strong run defenses. That's a great point. We got to spread the wealth. We got to sprinkle the uh, the words a little better. So unfortunately, Miles, unless you have about fifty sacks next year, you might not repeat. Um, and also, it's Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards. I'm so sorry. Ah, uh, yes. You know, head cold. But I thought you were going to say Montez Sweat when you were talking about my boys, and that's why I got really excited. But um, oh yeah, yeah no, didn't, wasn't wasn't thinking about him. But I'm not yeah. necessarily only thinking of like edge rushers. I'm thinking we yes. need to think of defense more holistic. Yeah, some linebackers, some gritty guys, just getting in there and just popping exactly. you. Exactly. Pop. You know. You know. Th- so the the think guys it, that are thinking of more of a defense than just the guys that get the sacks and get the glory. But it's exactly what we do on offense. We think of the quarterbacks. So we think of the yes. running backs, the guys that get the glory. You know who doesn't get the glory? Offensive, Offensive linemen. Offensive Out Co- there doing the work in the trenches. Good on them. Jason Kelsey. Cody Whitehair. Panay I mean, Sewell. I knew that was coming. Just the guys that are Jonah just. Jonah Jackson. Frank Ragno. An elite oh. offensive line for the Detroit Lions. And they just don't get mentioned. So I'm mentioning them. Olin Cruz, Bears legend, just in the just in the trenches for so <laughs> many years. Let's give some shouts out to the offensive linemen, not just the defensive linemen. Stats are cool, but helping your team in other ways is also cool. So great, it's great, also uh, very cool. great reminder, McKenz. Great reminder. Just like the one who edits these videos, it's cool, it's important. But the one that goes through YouTube until his fingers are bleeding, trying to find the perfect videos, that's also cool. Also you cool know? and important, and he doesn't it's, get the recognition. So thanks, Bob. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and speaking of, recog- speaking of recognition, we've had some great ads this year. And this is a cool episode because we're just talking about some of the greatest you know, you players in the NFL. <laughs> and I know it's been a long afternoon. You've been working hard. You've been editing hard. But the folks would love to hear a legendary, just really spot on ad. Please don't disappoint us. Hit us with an ad, baby. I can't believe you're making me do this after... <laughs> After the sheer frustration I have expressed to you <laughs> from a from a long hard day's work, but you know what better to to bring up the spirits than to sing a little bit? So exactly, yeah. Uh, without further ado, I'm not happy about it. But <laughs> you gave me a death stare, folks. Without Oof. further ado, this making waves. NFL Awards show is brought to you by the one and only YouTube TV. NFL Sunday Ticket is available for you at half the price, even though there's only one game left. YouTube TV. If you want to watch some football or maybe something else, YouTube TV. It's live Sunday ticket. Or something else. <laughs> Why can't I think of any rhymes? Or something on, else twice. Oh, sorry. Yep, continue. YouTube. Why can I not think of any rhymes? My brain is 
brain isn't working. YouTube TV. If you want a Sunday ticket or something else, YouTube TV. If you want to watch The Office or something else. Oh, that has got to be one of the best. Rhyme, rhyme, rhyme something with something else. Help me. I don't think that's a good thing to say to try to rhyme something is something else. I think you could have just said like reality TV. <gasps> See, I mean, I'm not a good, I'm so not the, a good the person. The second to ask. time I was doing it, I was trying to redo it and rhyme with something else. Oh, but... believe me, I'm aware that you tried to do it again and it ended up in the exact same spot, baby. That was <gasps> that was good. See, Help not me everything... out. How do you rhyme something else? Oh, we're Send us honest. a DM, folks. Send us a Please. DM. If you Paige, can rhyme something else. Paige, Maddie, and Vince, uh, any of our other uh, five to seven listeners, please send us a DM. What rhymes with something or else? Something else. Oh, Kels. Kels. If you want to see Travis Kels, because his real last name is Kels, not Kelsey. Oh, okay. Catching Kels. That was Ooh. his original dating show, right? Yes. Good one. Oh, advertisement uh commercials about gels something else or just commercials about gels also about you gels. you were literally guitaring there at the end i don't know if you Was noticed I that really? but you were literally going like this and you always you always do the same little dance when you start your your jiggle you always go like this like a little mini dance and i just i love it <laughs> and that just goes to show folks not everything in life has to be prim and proper max ads are usually just she has you know something to rhyme something else and that was one of my favorite ones and i'm not being sarcastic youtube tv Shout out to you. You oh, can that's watch. That's a rough one. You can watch. Yeah, it's NFL. mostly. I, I even just googled it. It's mostly slant rhymes. Myself, self, smells, fouls. Oh. Wow. I I wouldn't yeah. necessarily say those rhyme. So shout out YouTube anyway, TV. That was a rough. That was a rough choice by me, but it's all I right. Loved it. It's all it right. It's what it is, and I'm sticking to it. YouTube TV. If you want to watch football or something else, that's actually football. true. You can watch and YouTube TV. 100%. And after next Sunday, there's going to be a lot of something else to watch on YouTube YouTube TV. Sorry for putting you on the spot. I don't think I would have had the kahunas to do that if I was still in North Carolina. So thank goodness for a little <laughs> bit of distance here this episode, huh? Yeah, you wouldn't have had the kahunas, would you? I don't think I would have. With, <laughs> with that, now that Mac is so thrilled with me, let's just move on. No. Speaking of kahunas, I can think of somebody who's got some big kahunas. Excuse and- me. <laughs> I know where this is going. I know where this is going in a minute. I know it. I already do. Stick with me, listeners. This guy has got some big homunas. He's got maybe (laughs) the biggest. A a lot of people would uh, agree with that based on his just outright disregard for general rules of following games i truly believe that he has helped to shift the world of nfl into one that is less conservative and one that is more aggressive in terms of going for the first down when it is fourth down and i'm talking about a coach here so we try to give out an award and recognize a coach every year and it's hard to do highlights but but you'll see you'll see what I did here shortly but we try to recognize a guy that has taken a team and has taken it from somewhere 
that it was, which is not good, and has turned them into a good team, a good, solid team. And there were a couple honorable mentions here. There's a lot of incredible coaches out there. We got to give a shout out to, to everybody. But obviously, if you know me, and if you know you, that I have any say in any of these awards, which I do, putting up my boy Dan Campbell for this award. He's actually he's actually in the running for the actual NFL award. I saw today he won he won one of them already. Him and uh, Brad Holmes won Executive of the Year. Dan Campbell won yep. Coach of the Year. So already winning awards, but obviously, as we've already said, making waves is the biggest award you can win. Of course. And Dan Campbell, let me just tell you a little bit about the story of this man. He joined the Detroit Lions three years ago in the 2021 NFL season. He played for the Lions throughout his career um, at some point. Obviously, he wasn't this like staple household name, but he comes back 2021. He gets hired. His first interview, just buck wild. This man is just wild. Like we said, he's got kahunas. And his first interview, he's talking all this stuff about the team and who the team is going to be. They go out. They only win three games in his first season. Since then, in 2022, they won nine games. In 2023, we won 12 regular season games. So the first year, he wins only three. Since then, he's won 21 regular season games. He comes out. He's changing just the shape and the structure of the Detroit Lions. Him, Brad Holmes, Sheila Ford, all of the management in in Detroit, they're changing the structure of the team. And they're taking a team that honestly, and I can say this, and you can say this too, honestly a team that is, is known for being one of the worst in the NFL in my lifetime. I don't think I can say that. I don't think you'd allow me you to say can't, that. You can't, because I would come there come there despite despite the distance. <laughs> uh, oh, you'll come here if I say it? Oh, my gosh. Well, in that case. No, I mean, let's be honest, though. They're, yeah. They've been one of the worst, and he's taking a team, and he's trying to make something out of them. So I'm impressed by that, let alone the, the record last year. A couple other things. Obviously, this year was record-breaking for so many reasons. Uh, we won our first playoff game since 1991. We tied our, our season uh, franchise record of the most games that we've won in a season by winning 12 regular season games. He's just doing a lot with the with the culture there in Detroit. I'm excited about it. Not always excited about his fourth down calls, but that's his identity, and he's not changing for anybody. So let's listen in to uh, some Dan Campbell highlights. This ought to be good. <laughs> wanted this job bad because I felt like I knew this community. I played here. This team is going to take on the identity of this city. We're going to kick you in the teeth. All right. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. Jeez, that's a little intimidating. My gosh. So if, if you recognize that, that's his very first interview he did at, in the announcement that he was going to be the head coach. It's this whole thing in Detroit about how he says they're going to knock us down. We're going to take a kneecap off. They're going to knock us back down. We're going to take a hunk out of you. He's just Jeez. talking about biting players. Obviously, this past weekend, we got knocked down. But you know what? We're going to come back up, and you're not going to have any kneecaps left. So get Jeez. ready. Rest of the NFL, you've been put on notice. 
I'm sticking with Dan Campbell, and he's my coach of the year. Wow. Question: If all the Bears players are just wearing knee pads, is that fine? Like Doesn't our knees matter. are. They're going to rip them off with their teeth, and then oh they're going to bite the kneecaps with it. Jeez, Blood we don't condo- everywhere. We don't condone violence uh, on this podcast. We I'm do. Not a <laughs> That was a scary face when she said that, too. This whole Lions culture is really taking on a, a, a identi- identity of its own. Jeez, oh, man. Yeah, he said, he said we're going to take on the identity of the city. And you know what the city is? His favorite word? Grit. We provide grit. And we're down and out right now, but we're coming back up, and we're going to smile at you through bloody teeth because your kneecap is in our mouth. <laughs> Jeez! Oh my gosh! Through bloody teeth. That sounds like a horror film. I mean, I'd rather watch a drift every day of the week for the next month. Holy smokes! They're gonna smile at you through bloody teeth. Yeah. Then I'm gonna sprint away and I'm gonna get the heck out of Detroit. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, shout out Dan Campbell. <laughs> I will be sending you all the swag we have because I don't want my kneecap to be bitten off. And if you need any money or anything else, let us know. We are at your uh, beck and call. So, congrats, Dan. <laughs> Congrats, Dan. Love you, man. Uh, let's go get a Super Bowl next year. All right. Yeah, or not. Uh, don't say anything. Without further ado, we have our second advertisement of the episode before our number one award is to be given out. So take it away, Bob. It's time for a word from our sponsors. Didn't see this one coming. Today's Special award episode, second advertisement on February 1st, 2024 here in Chicago, Illinois is brought to you by Ace Knee Pads. Protect your knees, protect your knees, put it on when you're playing volleyball. Protect your knees, protect your knees, put it on if you're in Detroit. Do, 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 do. Ace bandages for athletic muscles or protecting your appendages. Dang it, I was so close. Get an ace bandage at your local Walgreens for $8.99 or two for $24.99. Dang it, I was so close. I liked where it was going. I liked where it was going. Honestly, it wasn't bad. It was pretty good advertisement. I also love to watch you because you get so serious and your eyes just like, I don't know what you focus on in the distance, but you just lock in on something while you're like thinking of. <laughs> Do I actually? Yeah. Your eyes just, oh, you, I don't think you blink. You just lock in somewhere in the distance and you're just going for it. Oh man. Just locking into the kitchen tile wall. And unfortunately <laughs> it didn't help me as you can tell, cause came up with appendages rather than something that rhymed. But you know what? Ace bandages. $8.99 for one or $24.99 for two. A great deal for two or or more if you want. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, ace bandages. Get them if your uh, kneecaps are bloody. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're around any Lions fans, get some ace bandages. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, with two advertisements in the rearview mirror, we have one award left. It is the biggest award of the season. Let's take it away, Bob. Tell us who's going to win Wave maker of the year. Splash. Drum, splash. Drum roll, please. Thank you. Oh, that is that's so, an amazing drum roll. <laughs> so, wave maker of the year. This embodies who me and Mac, I still can't get over that drum roll. That was unbelievable. You're going to love listening back to that. That was incredible. I'll give you another one if you want. Yeah, can you please? Yeah, once you. 
are about to announce it. Okay. This individual was not only the MVP of his team, he was not only the MVP of his division, we believe that he was the MVP of the entire NFL. Without him, his team would have been nothing. Without his dynamic running and passing, oh, gasp, it's a quarterback, abilities, his team would be nothing. And unfortunately, he didn't get it done last weekend when it mattered the most. But this player is electric. He completely redefined the quarterback position. He ended the year with a 102.7 quarterback rating. He threw for 3,678 yards. He threw for 24 touchdowns, only seven interceptions. And once again, he almost ran for 1,000 yards. Helped his team compile the best regular season record in the entire NFL, beating teams like the Niners and the Dolphins and the Lions and everybody else that was in their way. Drum roll, please. That's unbelievable. She's actually drumming as well. The wave maker of the 2023-2024 season is, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, who I am for real, Lamar Jackson. Splash. Jackson with pressure coming. Keeps the play alive. Jumps over a defender and still going. Does he have any room? And he comes close to a first down. Lamar winding up. Going deep for Bateman. He's got him. Touchdown. Just under Jackson on first and ten. Oh, and he's got Bateman. Off to the races. Chased by Holland. Chased on the play by Howard. And there he goes. Touchdown. Third down two. It's Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Here he goes. He'll sprint. He's being chased by Howard. Looking behind. You can kiss him goodbye. Touchdown. I mean, we, we brag on Lamar Jackson as a runner, but the guy can sit in the pocket and throw with the best of them. Oh, saving the best for last. Me and Mac were just vibing there. Lamar, what a season. Talk about some hype music. Mac, what do you have to add? I disagree with what that last announcer said. I think we we hype a lot about how Lamar Jackson can run, but I feel like this year we really saw his development as a pocket presence and somebody who can also throw deep bombs. Obviously, he you know he's getting paid for a reason. He's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, or no, he was temporarily right. Um, and then he definitely I think was. Joe, I think Joe Burrow maybe took the lead for them to be out. I don't know. Either way, he's one of the highest paid. He's getting that money. He deserves it. He proved it this year. And the Ravens, they're going to have their shot. They're going to have their shot with Lamar. They are they are going to get there. It's just a matter of when. It, it's kind of hard because it's like, ah, if not this year, then when. But if he can keep doing what he's doing, incredible job. MVP caliber, clearly, obviously, shooing to win the MVP of the actual NFL awards this is more important but yeah great job Lamar honestly Obviously. all the way around great season great job great season and yeah great little synopsis there I also think they're gonna have their chance and as long as he's healthy I think they're really gonna uh be a force to be reckoned with so what an episode all those awards obviously the hardware is gonna be sent out but uh yeah we're gonna have to have to Oh, it looks like we lost our co-host Bob there, but that's all right because we were wrapping up anyway. So without further ado, please just join us in our outro. 
thank you all for joining, and we'll see you next week for the Super Bowl predictions. Woo! <laughs>